Welcome back to the Crunch Time Podcast. This is the 10th episode so far. We've This is our 10th. This is big. We've been doing this for around four months. My name is Dove. My name is Michael. And uh, today we have an NFL, our second NFL agent on. So, um, what's up, Soji? How you doing? Good, good. So, um, I guess, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm from down here, South Florida. Uh, grew up down here. Went to school down here. Um, ended up going to school in Ohio. Toledo, got my degree up there. Business yeah, law, marketing, um, built my resources and relationships up there, that area. You know, met some good folks. Um, got my first gig as an intern up there at Toledo, and I took off from there. Yeah. So what got uh, what got you into sports agency? Um, I had a bunch of friends that was on the team that played at Toledo, so they needed help with actually their agent process. So I had to sit down with them and sit down with the different agents. And at the time, 2021, you know, you don't know what you want to do at that age. But obviously, once I sat down with those different agents, I liked what they was talking about. And I thought this is something I may want to do in the near future. So one agent gave me a shot, and I learned a lot with him. And I wanted to maximize my platform and trying to be the best at what I'm doing now. Yes. So can you walk us through the process of representing an NFL player from the initial contract negotiations to managing their career? I mean, really start from college, actually recruiting and trying to figure out who's who and who's a guy who you think could play on that next level. You know, so um, just watching a lot of spring games, film, and – Seeing who could play on that next level is very important for us, you know. So building a relationship from now, summer, till the signing time is important for us, vital for us, because we want to see if they have that personality that fits in the NFL locker room, that fits in um, – that, that that could fit in the NFL period overall, you know. So um, that's what we're looking for. So once I find the right guys, um, I go all in on them. Then hopefully I have a good year. Once they have a good year, we have December, January, where it's training time. We got to do the pre-draft process, figure out where they're going to train at, in terms of allowance, how much money do they need, um, getting them a car, housing, things of that nature from January till obviously the draft, April. So during that time, we're getting the marketing deals, um, talking to teams, organizing the schedules, things of that nature. So after the draft, that's when we negotiate the contract. It's usually slotted, depending on you know where you go. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's how the process goes. So I was actually gonna ask that when you is it a recruit kind of like a recruiting process to get these guys? Do you have to start young in high school even? I mean, some people start young. I start, like, sophomore, junior year, build that report with them, you know. Um, it is hard to stay with somebody for five, six years in high school. Yeah. I mean, it's different in basketball. Cause basketball, yeah. you go in the league in year one. But football, you got to stay in for three years, you know. So I think sophomore, junior year is the best time for me to actually get at these kids. 
Yeah, so I was one more thing on this, and I'll give it to Michael. Does the NIL, NIL like affect anything? Because a lot of these guys have their NLI, NLI NIL agents. agents. Do oh. they keep it? Is it, is it going to be changing in the next couple of years? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's better for us because we can actually show these guys ahead of time what we could do before we sign them mm-hmm. in the NIL space. So it builds relationship. Trust. And trust and comfort. Yeah. You know, so I think it helps on both sides when the kids making their money and the agents getting a chance to actually build with these kids and do business with them before. Yeah, we had an NFL agent on earlier today and he said that trust is like a like a big thing for him. How how important is trust to you? If um it's player? very important, man. You gotta make these kids comfortable with you. You know, hundred yeah. percent. I don't want a kid to sign with me and he doesn't feel like he could trust me. You know, that relationship is already damaged before it started. You know, so I think the trust factor is, is most important. That's why I communicate with my kids on a daily basis. Yeah. You know. So you're actually one of the youngest NFL agents. It's a really tough business to get into. We were, like, we were speaking out to people about this. It's, like, it's not really that big of an opening. Like, they're not opening you with open arms and everything. They, they don't want you to succeed. So have you experienced any of that so far? Or have it, have you just been able to adjust? I mean, when I first got in, I was a manager. So I had leverage. My whole goal was to actually get the product, which is the athlete, and leverage that to get myself in the door. Now, if you're trying to come in with without a, with, without the athlete, that's when it becomes difficult. Yeah. Because they can replace you with anybody else. Mm-hmm. But they can't replace you if you have a Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah. Or a name, you know. So I think it was it was smooth for me, though. Getting in, getting in. That's good. Sure. So you already answered kind of this question, but um, what qualities do you look for in the person? Not just that they that they could fit in an NFL locker room, but what like character traits do you look in these players? Um, I like the guys that came from that background. That's like kind of rough because they faced adversity of growing up and beat that, beat the odds. So I feel like. That developed that dog in them to play that next level. And you know, you got that heart. Doesn't matter how big you are on the field or how small, whatever the case. Be a dog. Just be a dog. You know, so guys like that, relentless, don't quit, and want to be the best at what they do. I think that's the quality I look for. You think Elijah Kenty has that dog in him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a dog. I like him. He's a dog. Yeah, he's a a good kid. A lot of potential. Oh yeah, yeah, has a lot of potential. I think he has the ceiling to be all pro. He's, he's During the pre-draft process, they were comparing him to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, yeah. yeah they went to the same college, similar size. They ran the same kind of 40. But Kansas is his own person. You know, yeah. And everybody will get to see that his upcoming year. You know, um, he's a good kid, um, family kid. Um, he's a brother, son, good friend. And, he's, you know, he cares about others around him, which is important. It's always great. Yeah, what role do you play in helping your clients with their endorsements and their like, partnerships? I mean, we have a we have a marketing team in house at my company, so they usually oversee that department. You know, I'm just here to assist with you know any other key details they need from the marketing team. But we have a we have a pretty strong company that takes care of that. My role is just to be hands on doing the contracts and making sure his business off the football field is. Yeah, I saw when your associates, he was representing Deontay Johnson. Are you involved in any of that? No. Uh, my partner, Brad, no. Nah, he signed him before I was even there. 
a lot involved with that. But um, I mean, we work collectively in terms of servicing our guys. So you, if you say about recruiting, no. But in terms of servicing, yeah, as a group, we you know yeah. help all our guys out. Yeah. So the CBA, they just got a new CBA in 2020, right? How do you stay up to, like? There's becoming a lot of rules about all this type of stuff. How do you stay up to date with all that? And how do you adjust? I mean, we have, we have a, with NFLPA, we have where they update you on the email, things of that nature of what's going on, you know. So, I mean, we get pretty much updated with everything. Nothing is, like, brand new to us. Yeah. You know, so, um, they, they, they get us information ahead of time for us so we could adjust. So, it's not, like, a surprise for us, you know, so. Yeah, 100%. So, um. You want to go? You got it. I got it. So um, so a lot of these upcoming college, high school athletes, what would you say to them to become a, I want to say, a good target or a, like someone uh, that NFL. agents want? Yeah, that like agents want. I mean, really, school first, going to school, getting an education is important. But at the same time, going to the right team where the coaches will feature you on that platform. I don't advise kids to go to the bigger programs if you don't think you're going to play. You know, yeah. Some guys want to compete. I get it. But it's like once you get the chance to play, if you're good, NFL is going to find you. Yeah, yeah. They'll, find you they'll find you yeah, anywhere. They'll find you anywhere. It doesn't matter. You know. Yeah. Do you have any, like, success stories or memorable stories as an agent you want to share? Success stories? I mean, I feel like this past year was a success story because this is my first. First year. Yeah. First year, my first first rounder. You know, it's pretty so top 20 pick in your first year. Yeah, that's, that's pretty big. That's, that's pretty massive. Big. A lot of guys haven't done that. So I feel grateful and blessed that he actually chose us to represent him throughout this process. Yeah. Know, so that I feel like that was a success story. And it's still yeah. going. Yeah, first year first year, and you already got a first-round pick. Second, yeah. I was reading something about you. Yeah. First year, you already got the first pick. And then second year, like, you could only go up from here. Go to go. Yeah. Know, build off the momentum. Um, just... It's more relationships coming now, so it's, it's a little easier. So, I mean, it's all good. It's all a big blessing. Yeah. So, yeah, so you work for a pretty big, one of the biggest uh, agencies, everything. But how do you, like, how do you how do you get them to choose you in a way? Like, how do you, there's so many people out there. I was going through, we have the client yeah. list, actually. We have the, the entire, yeah, yeah, the entire NFLPA client list. We got it somewhere, like, whatever. But we have every, we got every single person, like, every single agent, everything. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. How do you, how do you like, and you got a top 20 pick in your first year. Like how, how do you, uh, how do you, I mean, I had a relationship with the head of football. Um, he actually interviewed me last year when I was a manager. I had a bunch of guys I used to manage so, yeah. um, when I was doing for them was day to day service, basically like their assistant getting things done off the field. And, um, we met years ago and he had his own business. Obviously he was running his own business for over 20 years. And quality control came along because they're big in the music space, right? So they didn't have an agent. They wanted an agent. They brought him along, and he interviewed me, hired me, and we infrastructure uh, structure year one, and we went in and had a good year, and we're gonna build from that. Yeah. You know. So, can you share any uh, like challenges you faced so far as an agent? Challenges. I mean, I love this. It's not really hard for me. In terms of challenges, I don't really have challenges. Um, if I didn't like it, traveling would be a challenge. 
get on a plane yeah. and getting away from my family. Got you a lot. Yeah, but I'm passionate about this, so I don't really have a challenge. I actually love this shit, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, so I'm very competitive. And when I said I like athletes, I got that dog. I'm the same way. Yeah, we read an article on you, like of like you talking about like you have that dog in you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like to lose. So you're originally born from you're born in Nigeria and you flew down you uh I came down here in ninety eight with my family. Came down here in ninety eight yeah. and grew up here in South Florida? Yes, sir. And you I saw some things about what you do off the field. Yeah. You do I had, um when I graduated back in two thousand fifteen, I had I was educated in business. I had a business law degree and a marketing degree, right? So I wanted to be I wanted to have experience in business. So what I did was I learned about taxes. You know, I worked at a tax office for two years. Yeah. Learned infrastructure. Good. Built mines out. Um, and that enabled me to go get cars, rental cars, because I know a lot of tourists come down here. Good business cars. down here. Yes, sir. So we probably made grossed over a million dollars in three years for like doing that. You know, and that enabled us to go get a sprinter and a car wash and a barber shop, and then got into real estate. So grinding. I was grinding. So after that, I'm like, hey, I'm ready to go back to school, get my master's, and become an agent. So I have something to give back to these athletes I'm talking to. You know, is there is there a certain like uh, like like school thing that you have to do to become an agent or like? Uh, I mean, just masters or law school. You need a master's in law school to be a, an FLPA approved agent, or yeah. or or either or or seven years of negotiating experience, real estate, whatever you know, yeah, different business. Even if you even if you work for like a company, the NFLPA has to approve you separately. Like that's separate. Yeah, separate. And even so, if you're an agent for someone else and you're not NFLPA approved, you're not you're not able to sign uh, the contract. No, with you them, have so. to be NFL. So I guess everything goes to them then. Yeah. Michael? Yeah, so social media is a massive thing. How do you think you think it affects uh, NFL agents promoting, helping p- to promote their clients? Social media? Yeah, it's like a massive thing. Yeah. It actually helps out. Um, actually gives us a chance to engage with these kids online on a different platform. Back then, it was cold calling. Yeah. Now he found you on Twitter. Yeah. That's just social media. Yeah. It's a strong platform to use right now to interact with individuals. You know, so I think it actually enables and that's where I get most of my kids from. Yeah. Social media. Yeah. I think also a lot of a lot of the smaller players are able to just go on social media. You all you gotta do is press a button and see all their tape. Exactly. And uh yeah, hundred percent. And we found you on like who like we go over you in the street or going to your office, probably it's not gonna happen. We got yeah. you through social media and you made it happen. Social media is the easier approach. Yeah. So um, I want to do the 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 contract ones, but Michael, can I have your phone for a second? Let me get the exact details for him. Yeah. yeah. And then I won't. Uh, I won't mess it up. Yeah. So let's start off with Lamar. I, I, we're gonna do this with the team perspective. Whether this, you think this is a good deal from the for the team, okay. go around like a letter number B A. It depends. Like, what is the cap number? Who's the guy? Like what the money looked like in terms of the sign-up bonus. Is it a base? Like, is it going against the cap? So it's kind of hard to, like, yeah, see without the Yeah, like the whole details. You have yeah. to look at the uh, the team's money, the what the player's looking at, his market, 
Yeah. You know, I think yeah. it's easier to determine, like, is it a good contract for the kid, what, whatever the athlete is. If you throw the athlete out there, I'll say yay, nay. And yeah. yeah. Well, let's start with Lamar. I'm not going to do 2023 because it doesn't his uh, – it doesn't really – I don't think it – It comes in. It do, I don't – oh, actually does. Yeah, uh, it, was a free. it comes in, yeah. So the base salary is 7.5. The signing bonus is 14.5. The cap hit is 20, 22. The de- debt cap doesn't matter, right? I need the I need the full amount. What's this? What did he sign for? The full contract was yeah. was a five year two sixty. I mean that's good for him. That's good for him. On the team on a team perspective, would you say that's? I mean they got their franchise quarterback. Yeah, they got a quarterback. That's, yeah, so the you team perspective is about winning. Yeah, we need the quarterback to win. You know, so he locked in a great player, a great athlete. Hundred percent. How do you think the the self representation? Yeah, is gonna. Change because a lot of more I mean, people. It's not gonna change nothing for us. I felt like you could do it, you know, but it is it is a big risk not having a second, third eye that's actually in the NFLPA, you know. But I mean, most kids are still signing with agents either way it goes. How are they able to negotiate the contract if they're not NFLPA approved? I mean, because they could negotiate with a player. You know? Even if like uh, they don't need it, they don't need an agent to negotiate with a player, but. Still taking a risk at the same time. Lamar Jackson, he got his mom to do it. How yeah. was that? I mean, I don't think his mom actually. Like, he wasn't like. I don't think she was like, hey, I'm on wasn't the wasn't She was just the one getting the money for it. Yeah, I feel like he probably, they probably took a deal, you know, or they probably had somebody outside, like a lawyer, look over the deal. It's a lot of factors that factor into that. Yeah. You have to be in a room to know, really know what's going on. So um, the Russell Wilson five years two forty five on a letter grade. What would you grade that? You want the exact details for this one or? Okay, when you mean letter grade, you mean like A and so yeah, yeah. That was a good. I mean, it was A. It was good because he didn't do nothing last year. <laughs> for the player, no disrespect. No, yeah, yeah. He didn't do nothing. Didn't he actually took the money. Yeah, you know, so that was a good deal. What about Jordan? This is the exact one. Jordan, the Jordan Malaysia. I don't know what Maliata, to say. Maliata, Jordan Maliata, left tackle for the Philadelphia. The Philadelphia uh, Eagles. Eagles. Got four years, 64 mil, I think a year back or two years ago. Two years ago? I mean, that's good for him. Last year. Four years, 64. I was actually looking this up. I thought that people were saying that this was one of like the best value for the team ones. Yeah. Because, he, because that, that was an absolute steal. Yeah. The tackle. Kenny Galladay, four years, 72. He got caught by the Giants, but. Yeah. Prior robbed to that, him. robbed him. That was a good deal for him. He robbed him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He scored a touchdown. At I think he like scored one, maybe. I don't even know. It was like a w- still one for four years. Yeah. Is not, that's. I mean, bro. Yeah, that was. You got You got to show. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then the Darren Waller, three years, fifty-one. Which is the highest paid tight end in the league. I mean, highest paid. You can't beat that. That's all day. I think he deserved more. He's a great player. Three. He's the highest paid already. Sixteen know, million. But I think he could have got seventeen. That good. Darren Waller is very good. And he's also he, the, his. I was, we actually had Corey Littleton on, uh, linebacker. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about him, how the linebacker position might be one of the hardest because you got to guard these running backs that are like very, they're, they're quick. You got to, you got to imagine having to guard Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller on the same, in the same game. You got to guard Vontae Adams, running back, the slot, the tight end, and take on blocks and guards and tackle That's, the running back. It is the hardest position. It's one of yeah. the hardest positions. You know, I don't think they get paid what they need to get paid. Yeah. Guys are fighting right now to get 20 a year at linebacker. 
I think they deserve a little bit more. I agree. I think, obviously, the pass rushers, Aaron Donald, pushed the market higher yeah. at the D-tackle position. He's getting, like, 30 a year. And now you got guys like Jeffrey Simmons getting 23. Deron Payne is in the 20s. So, every the market is driving at that position, you know. So, I think um, – what's the linebacker name for the Ravens? Um, Rogan Smith. He got like 20 mil or 21. 20, right? He's a so good I player. I think Devin White is fighting for the same thing, too. He's running for the same thing? Devin White. Devin White. Devin White. Devin White didn't play so well last year. That was Yeah, but he's a... He already showed that he has what he's yeah. capable of. I think it's a, it's a prove-me year this year. He needs to play. Yeah. I think if he plays and balls out throughout the season, I wouldn't say, like, all the, like towards the whole season, but, like, half the season, I think they might, they might extend him. I don't know. You know, but it depends yeah. on the team, how they feel about him. Personality is important, too. You know, yeah. But you want to talk about play? Um, Roquan, he got played out of Chicago. You know, remember that? Yeah. And traded him to the Ravens. The Ravens loved him. Personality. You know, he balled out. He did the same thing he did in Baltimore and Chicago, but Chicago. They appreciate him. Yeah. I mean, they're going through energy. a rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Different energy. So it, it depends. I actually, we were actually speaking to an agent before this, and they're saying how the D tackle. Everyone's everyone's money is going to go out, but the fence tackle market's going to just oh, it's yeah, going to sure. that's a that's the market that's probably going up the most. But I want to actually talk about the running back market. Okay. So the running back market, players aren't getting paid what they want to. I understand that. I guess they're recyclable, you could say, because mm-hmm. but like, do you think they deserve more? What, what, what's your what What do you think of the running back market? Why isn't it going up? I mean, because you could get a running back anywhere now. Obviously. Um, have guys that go undrafted that's going for a thousand yards, yeah. guys going late that's going for a thousand yards, and it makes it harder for the backs that's actually balling to try to get to the second deal. They get that kind of money. They get hit so much. They get hit so much for it's seventeen like, years. Yeah, they're not dependable. It's like it's the average running back is probably two, three years in the league. You know, in terms of lifespan. And in the last four, I think Super Bowl champions were like it was think it was like the. All on rookie deals, like all the running backs were on rookie deals. The, the the teams that win, they don't like the Patriots. They always won. They never, they just they got, never, they just got whoever was there. Yeah, yeah. They they got a show. bunch of great guys there. Yeah, they show they can win without great high pay guys. Yeah, you know. You think Saquon's gonna get the money? He's gonna get the money. New York needs him. He's gonna get the money, but he's not gonna get what he wants. You know, I don't know what it is. I think he's selling himself in terms of what he does for the team, opposed to running back market, you know. I think they yeah. chose that strategy because the strategy with the market comparable to other running backs. Can't pay him that they're much. Not, they're not really – Giants is not value, buying, buying with the, the way other teams would, you know. So now he's going into I'm the best player on the team. I need X, Y, Z. Yeah. What position do you think is, like, the most undervalued con- money-wise? Undervalued? Linebacker. I think linebacker. Um, off-ball linebacker. Such a hard position. Yeah. They, they got to do it. I think they do the most on, like, one of the most. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like damn in the running backs, to be honest with you. Like, you're getting hit, like, 20, 30 times, times a game. That's a lot of brutal hits to your head, shoulder. But that's the reason why it's not it's not getting yeah. paid so much. It's, it's like, they're stuck. It's like I think it's similar to the running back situation. They're getting hit all year, so. Yeah. Like, they... But why would why would you pay a running back when you could get 
some guy in the draft and rescind use I'm it saying, for with, four with years. The linebackers also they're getting hit all year. They're they're not they're not getting the hit linebackers there. get like. What we were talking about with the other uh, Corey Littleton. You got to guard. Imagine playing the Raiders last year. You have to play six. You have to guard six eight Darren Waller, and you have to guard Josh Jacobs when he takes one foot, puts his foot in the ground. You're not gonna. You're not gonna be able to guard him. Yeah. And you got to tackle. And you got to. It's a big responsibility. Got to be in shape because running backs they come in, they rotating two two back system. Then you got to cover the tight end. He might not be tired because he was blocking the last uh, play. So. Have to be in shape to play that position. So I, that's why I feel like it's the most undervalued position out there. What do you think is the most overvalued position? Overvalued? Um, I really think DN. I think it's kind of overvalued in terms of getting the sacks. It's hard to get sacks, but it's not stupid hard to get sacks. You know, to be getting paid thirty mil. You know, whatever the case. I feel like the D tackle at DN don't get it twisted. It's, it's two different. D tackle is it? That's it's it's not it's not overvalued. It's just the money they deserve that kind of money because they get hit in the head every play. Yeah. You know? But at the DN, let me put it this way: outside linebacker, the, the pass rusher. Outside linebacker. Yeah. I feel like they got one go get to the quarterback. You know, when yeah. I get to the quarterback ten times out of the year. I'm getting paid twenty something mil a year just doing that. Opposed to me running the ball three hundred times at running back only fighting for ten mil a year. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would I actually would agree with you on that one because the I think the defense tackle position, other I think the most valuable position is obviously quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback, of but course, yes, sir. after that, I wanna left tackle. Uh, no, left tackle, yeah. yeah left you gotta get left tackle. Yeah. But then but then you could go to defense side of the ball, you could say safety or you could say Corner maybe defensive back or you could say defense yeah, defense tackle. Very hard to play. You're running backwards. Very hard to play. So yeah, you got to run backwards, do all that. But defensive the defense tackle position is one of is one is one of the most important positions because if you force pressure from the inside, everything else everything yeah, else messes up the whole play. That's everything everything falls. Get paid for wrecking havoc too, opposed to only getting sacks in the interior. Christian Wilkins. Yeah. Doesn't get that many sacks. I think he's gonna get that bag. You think he's gonna get paid? When are they gonna extend him? Oh. Christian Wilkins. Dolphins. Wilkins. Yeah, they'll pay him. Um, he does a lot in terms of just in their defense. He gets a lot of tackles. You know, if y'all look at his stats, he's getting eight yeah. or ninety tackles. It's not like he's getting a lot of sacks, but he he should get paid. I don't know what the number's gonna look like for him, but I think he's a good player. Yeah, wrecking havoc, exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. So um you want to go or I guess <laughs> I got one. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't have this one, so whatever. I got to look. Can you all uh, let me just read this one? So uh, can you provide some insights in the role of agents in the NFL and how do you help them prepare? I mean, you said a little bit about this earlier, but how do you help them prepare for the draft? Well, we find them a facility to train at, pre-combine facility. Um, it's some down here, some in Texas, and some in Arizona figure out what's the best fit for an athlete and we'll send them over there and we'll cover the housing, the training costs, whoever the trainer is, and they usually have a 40, uh, a speed coach over there, a 40-yard dash, and a position coach, right? So um, nutrition is important for these kids too. Um, the obviously transportation, having their cars and same time, once we get that set and they checked in, now it's time for training and organizing the Zoom meetings with the teams. 
right? Because they're going to have a lot of meetings with teams. Wow. We, have a, we have to do our job to organize their schedule and make sure we're on point and we can't miss no meetings and make sure we're at least 15 minutes early on these meetings. You know? So, um, I mean, after that process, we go into the combine. We'll do interviews there. We'll run. We'll lift. Just weigh in. We'll do everything over there. And after that, hopefully we get some good feedbacks where scouts is calling us saying, hey, we want to bring your guy in for a top 30 visit. The top 30 visit, I don't know if you guys know what it is, but each team. It's what they think they're going to go? Nah, it's, it's, it's each team have 30 visits, right, to use on the athlete. Do they have more? Or is it just 30? Is 30 the max or? 30 is the max. So um, they were bringing their top 30 guys. They want to interview more, go through playbook, and just tour them around for the, for the day. So the guys will fly and they'll be at the facility all day, you know, around the team, uh, with the coaching staff. So after that, after that, you you got to get ready for obviously the draft. You know, now the draft, nobody knows where you're gonna go. You know, the team may say, "Hey, we love them." They lie. It's not that they lie because they love somebody. More. More. And if he's available, they're going to take him opposed to you. Now, you're looking like, man, I thought they have love for me. But it might be a team that didn't show no interest like that, but actually going to take you. You know? Because uh, some teams like to hide their hands. They don't like when other teams know who they about to take. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's everything stay in-house with these teams. They're not going to let each other know who they're going to take. You know? So, some teams do a good job at that. Some teams don't do too much of a good so it's different. Yeah. You know. You, it was your first year as an it's your first year yeah. as an NFL agent and yeah. you your first client's Kalaja Kansi. Yeah. Top twenty pick. You think that was like what was that experience like? It was great, man. It was great, man. Um it was nerve wracking leading to it because the first round is like, hey, it's only like thirty it was thirty one picks this year. It's easy to say, but it's like once you go through it, you have to really hear his name yeah. get called because you really don't know if he's going first round or not. I understand the media hype and this team saying this, X, Y, and Z, but nobody knew where he was going prior to that day, you know. So we just hope for the best and prepare for the worst, you know. We had a great party. His family and friends were there. It was a great experience. We got to watch the – it was on NFL Network. We had a camera, something like this. You know, once his name got called, it's like, shit felt good. You know, it felt great. Yeah, so I was actually, I want to ask you about, kind of build on what you said before. It's that, do you have any clients that are in their second year in the NFL? Or? My, no, me personally, I only have cancer. So what do you plan on, how do you plan on, the, like, no, how do I say this? How do you, what do you do for them in the off season? In their past the rookie year, once they don't have the draft process, what do you like? I, I see a lot of athletes come down here in Miami, like they go to Palmetto. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so I come down, uh, they come down. I just help service them in terms of what they need. Like, they need a rental car down here, Airbnb, the trainer, nutritionist, yeah. take them out to dinner, just hang out with them and trying to see what's going on and figure out a game plan in terms of what they want to do this offseason pertaining to any kind of business any opportunities out there and trying to go into networking events where they're the smallest fish in a row, right? 
when I meet smallest fish, you are around a bunch of millionaires that don't play football. That's what we need to be around. Right? Trying to set them up for the future. For post-care planning, right? So you got to strike while your name is hot right now, right? Like right now, I'd rather sit down with Aaron Donald than a retired deep tackle. Aaron Donald's name is hot right now, right? Yeah. So how other business people view these athletes is like they're bringing in traffic to whatever business they're doing. Attention. Exactly. So they want to sit down with guys like that, you know. So I like to put my athletes in rooms with other people. Put know, them in a good situation to succeed. Yeah. Exactly. Respectable, respectable guys. Yeah, respectable guys. Because guess what? Once football is done, it's only two things you can live with, leave with. Your relationship and your money, right? Relationship is very important when showing that next level. So you got to take advantage of it. I see a lot of guys that's done playing football that didn't have a plan while he was playing, not, they're not doing nothing. And you got the guys that had a plan that's making this, this, the kind of money he was making while he was still playing football. You know, they continue that luxurious lifestyle after football because they did it all the right things right while they was playing. They took advantage of the platform, you know. So yeah. that's how I look it's, at it. It's more than just football. It's, it's more of like a career agent. Yeah, yeah. I'm more like a super agent. I don't feel like just doing a contract, that's it. It's like, bro, I want to be part of these kids' life. I want to see these kids grow. I want to see these kids do well. I want to be there every step of the way to make sure we get to where we need to get at. And, and, you, and you said that, like, you like it as a, what did you say? You like it as, um, it's like a hobby in a way. Like, yeah. Uh, like it's like, it's like. It's my it's passion. It's, it's, passion. It's, yeah, you have a passion for it. This is what I that, do. Yeah. That's, that's something why I would, like, if I'm going through that process, like, I might want to get someone that actually, it's not just doing it just because it's his job. Yeah, and it's just, job. like, he's, he wants to do it. Like, he enjoys it. It's a passion for him. So when it's passion for him, it's pa- he's, he's passionate about helping you. Yeah. That's something that I think you could uh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you only do, NBA, do, you only do NFL? Yeah, I love the NFL. I like basketball, too. I might tap in that in the future, but right now, Football for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you want to go or? Yeah. So, um, uh, do you have any other like clients besides guys you can't see like in college or anything like that? I don't have no like. I don't do nil for like college. Yeah. I am recruiting guys and talking to people, building relationships right now. Do you have a group or is that like? You're, are you part of QC, QC Sports? But like you're, are you like your own representative, right? Your own, you're your own agent. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm my own agent. So does QC recruit the guys, or, or do you recruit no, the guys? No, no, I, I go get them. Yeah. I go get them. QC does, we do, in terms of the market and the branding, cover the training. You know. It's like a brandy. Yeah, we do everything, you know. Yeah. We do everything. Just being, yeah. Miami, just being Miami help that, because you're like, all yeah, our yeah. great high schools are right here. I mean, even the guys coming in town, you know, for break, I'm down here. Yeah. Yeah. I was in concierge before I was an agent, so I had a relationship with athlete prior to this. I was a manager for like seven years yeah. before I became an agent. You know, so athletes came down to me with cars, houses, whatever the case may be, and I built the relationships through that. You know. Yeah. Does that does that help you with the with being an agent at all? Like your boy wants to come down, you got a regular luxury car business over here. You got all this. Like that could probably. Yeah. I mean, I still, like, I sold most of my vehicles, but I still have partners that do have cars, so they need a car. Yeah. So, I mean, it helps, you know, but I don't, like, bank on it. Like, hey, get some of my car beside them. No, 
I want to build a genuine relationship where you're actually comfortable, you know. Yeah. So final question before we finish this. First, thank you for coming on. We yeah, really appreciate it. Last second. We're, hey. we're supposed to have, we're actually supposed to have Nick Needham, right. the Dolphins, right? Uh-huh. He, I don't, bro, Nick. Somewhere out there, <laughs> bro. I don't know what happened to him. And yeah, he didn't like, like schedule and everything. And then we call him, like yeah. tell him like the address and everything. And he, like no answer, no answer. And it's not like he blocked us. Like for two days, we're like we're making all these things in our mind because we're calling him. We text him, it delivered, right? And he he wasn't even blocking us. Like we're calling him, he didn't block us. We just wanted and an then, answer. It, and you yeah. just answer him, like I like and, you guys, man. You guys are relentless. Yeah, thank you. We were What's yeah. up? you guys. Hit. Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Man, 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 go, Try man. to do whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. So like we were we were trying to get him on. Like we were we I don't know if we're gonna put this in the video, but we <laughs> what we had is a, you know what a prank like a prank doll is? You make two people call each other, right? Oh. We have these two NFL players on his teammate. Right. Make them call each other. We have a video recording, both of them talking to each other, and we're like we called him a second before and he didn't answer because we were thinking, oh Nick must have like broke his phone or something. Right. And we see them talking to each other, and they're both arguing over like, <laughs> over, 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 <laughs> over who called who. Call who yeah. We have a whole video recording over who called who and everything. Then we call him up the next second, and it's not like he even like sent us a voice. For sure, side. He he waited it out. Yeah. He didn't even like hung up on us. We were we probably called him ten times this day. He waited it out, so it went to like like ringing for two minutes, yeah. whatever. So um, Nick, I don't know whatever's going on, please. <laughs> so um, last question, like um, any advice to people that want to become an agent because it's such a hard business to get into. Any advice to, like, get into what you should do, what type of, like, strategies at all? I mean, I feel like the best strategy, I'll get my credentials first, meaning my bachelor's, my master's, go take the exam, get the license. Then I'll actually go myself and go get a guy. That's a good guy, meaning a top 100 projected, you know, first three rounds. Isn't it, you, don't, you don't think that's tough for like guys? You're like blessed that you like you got collegiate yeah, yeah. but We were able to do that. We're talking. We like it, it can't be that hard. We're talking to like college athletes that are like. No, I'm saying to get like a truck. Like you're a newer guy and a, for a, like a guy I who's mean, going about to go were, pro. I, like how I approach them, I don't approach them as like, hey, I'm a agent. I am an agent, but I'm not. It's a person. I'm a yeah. person first. The agent is just a title. If you mess with me. Then we could talk about the business, you know, get that going. So I've seen guys get <clears throat> top hundred guys that had nothing, and use those yeah. guys to get into a bigger company. And they go back with money up for them, you know. That's yeah. That's so. exa- we just had someone on basically told us that for like what we're doing. You talk to you talk to people and you and you try to like you branch out. Yeah, you branch out from there. Like we're t- like we're talking to high school athletes, and from those high school, they're teammates and like. Yeah. Build up from there. So, um, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. You we really, we really, as we said, last second. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you. That's thank it. Thank you so much That's for coming on. Appreciate y'all.